This is a throwdown, a showdown. Hell no, Rob Faye Nation can't slow down. It's gonna go. First offense. All the mix. Okay, party people in the house. You're about to witness something you've never witnessed before. Yeah, hustle in the house. Yeah, hustle in the it is your Friday edition of Sports Bar Radio. I am Rob Fay, and yes, we have made it to the weekend. And boy, a lot of news coming out just before we get to the weekend. You might be listening to this in the afternoon or the evening, to which we will already know what the provincial health officer, Bonnie Henry, has said. Rumors saying that anything over 1,000 as far as capacity will be split in half. But to the smaller venues, they will persevere at least through the end of January. You can check that online. I'm sure everybody has got that news. But In the meantime, I want to get caught up in the world of sports because there's a lot of stuff happening in the National Hockey League. And when we have stuff happening in the NHL, no better person to catch up with than Vancouver Hockey Now's Rob Simpson. Rob, a very busy time, no? It has been crazy busy. So before we get into all of the things going on with COVID and the Vancouver Canucks, Toronto Maple Leafs, we'll get to that in a second. News coming out of Winnipeg that Paul Maurice, their head coach, resigns. And one of the true great guys in the game of hockey, I loved his letter, the way that he resigned with such eloquence, just realizing that it was time. I guess I will ask you this. Was this his decision? Was this the organization's decision? Or perhaps a little bit of both? Yeah, they asked Kevin Chevaldeoff, Chevy, the GM, you know, would he have been fired if he hadn't resigned? And he kind of didn't really answer it. It was kind of mumbo jumbo, but, and maybe that was coming down the pike. He made it sound like they had had conversations to that degree, like, okay, what are we going to do? Where are we going with this thing? But like you just pointed out, Paul Maurice, man, he he's straight up one of the best. I, I've talked to him both time the Jets have come into town and over the years, just chats, you know, open, honest, tells you like it is not there, you know, none of this so much the avoidance you get from a lot of coaches and GMs, just a straight up honest guy. And he sounds like he's just a little bit burned out. He's in his ninth season in Winnipeg. He didn't see it working. He's thinking, okay, you know what? Let's step aside. We'll let Dave Lowry take over. And it's for the good of the hockey team. So you have to respect that. I mean, they're a fifth place team right now. They're on the outside of the playoffs looking in. And I think there was greater expectations than that. I would agree. I thought this was a team that was going to be going a little bit further in that division. But you know what? Let's get right to the news of the day. And we'll talk about the Vancouver Canucks and the Toronto Maple Leafs shortly. But Rob, let's talk about the league as a whole. Because two years ago, we're talking about the bubble. Last year, we're talking about a truncated season without the fans. This year, the NHL decided, because everybody else had gotten back to full capacity and back to the quote-unquote norm, that they were going to roll the dice. And right now, it feels like that decision, in some way, is blowing up in their hands. There is a lot of stuff at play right now. Yeah, and the other thing you just mentioned, if fans listen to this late in the afternoon, you'll hear about the provincial stuff. You might also hear about the Toronto Maple Leaf status, because Alex Kerfoot and John Tavares are positive and are in protocol If we get another slew of Leafs sometime today, as in Friday, find out that they're positive, guess what? We won't be playing hockey Saturday night at Rogers Arena anyway. So that'll just add on top of what you're referring to here, just a slew, a slew of cancellations. Three teams in particular, everybody's been kind of retweeting the release that came out. And it was sent, you know, various hockey teams have kind of jumped on top of it. But the Flames have postponed their games basically through Christmas, same with the Avalanche, same with the Panthers. Then there's a couple one-offs. The Bruins and the Canadians are postponed for Saturday. 
now even the Marlies and the American Hockey League just announced that they're postponing their games through December 21st. So we can go on and on and on. And if Canucks Maple Leafs get canceled or postponed, I should say, for Saturday evening, that'll just be the next one. That hasn't happened yet as we're speaking right now, but that is definitely not out of the realm of possibility. Rob Simpson of VancouverHockeyNow.com joining us here on Sports Bar Radio, your Friday edition. Rob, a couple of days ago, you and I got together and we talked about trying to just get to the Olympic break because that is a three-week opportunity for the NHL to send the majority of their players home so that we can try to break this, I guess you would call it a link, between everything that's going on now. Everybody goes home, gets away from each other, come back, and you resume the season. Rob, I don't think we're going to make it to the All-Star break. At this point right now, I'd be surprised if we made it to Christmas. No, you're right. And and I was that was my next thing is this you bring up the Olympic factor, which is starting to get dicey anyway. And you're starting to hear play the NHL PA was meeting uh, following the release of the Beijing proto, new protocols. A lot of guys, Eric Carlson of the San Jose Sharks has already said, you know what, that quarantine sounds like hell. And if I press positive when I'm over there, I don't feel like staying in China for two weeks. I, I probably won't. I probably wouldn't go. So I think you're going to hear more of that. And now as this continues to compound itself and it becomes a starker reality, the Olympics are really in danger for National Hockey Leaguers. Okay, I think I know the answer to this one, but I'm going to ask you this anyway. Rob Simpson, the NHL, is it financial? Is it trying to save face? Is it because it has happened so quickly they're not ready to adjust to this? Why are they not trying to pull the plug on this and really, if they have to, give all these players a month away from the game. I mean, the writing essentially is on the wall. Do they just need a few more tests? Do they need a few more major markets to have marquee players come down with this? What are we waiting on? Well, you just said it. The writing's on the wall, so Gary doesn't have to be the villain. It, this is public relations. Gary, Gary's come out again and said, I promised the players it's part of the CBA. We said we'd let them decide. Well, guess what? He doesn't need to be the villain. It's going to decide himself. So all of the factors that you just mentioned, um, they are factors, but Gary doesn't have to stick his neck out and say, oh, I'm canceling it. Um, he'll, he'll just let that happen through uh, attrition. And, and again, if, if, if it waffles all the way till January 10th, then he might have to be the bad guy because that's the deadline for the league to decide. So if it gets to that point and he realizes it's no good, he'll say, okay, we're not going. But until now on January 10th, he can let the players, you know, make that decision on their own. So with everything happening today here in the province of British Columbia, I got to think Canadians as a whole are probably sitting back a little depressed in their chairs today, thinking, here we go again. It's all of the lockdowns. It's all of the reductions in capacity size. But yet they look across the border and it is business as usual. Now, I'm not going to try to politicize this, Rob, but the reality is you've got two different thought processes within one league. And this was a concern last year, the haves and the have-nots. Well, well, I mean, it's uh, in the case of reducing capacity, it's a, it's not political, but it is provincial, generally speaking. So, I mean, that's just the way it's been in general. When you think about the, in, in a bigger picture, the whole anti-vaxxer thing and the militant anti-belief in the whole COVID thing in the first place, there would be a lot more of that in the United States than there is in Canada. I mean, there is some polarization in Canada, sure, but it's just off the hook in the United States. So I think the uh, 
behavior of those making decisions related to sporting events is just kind of a microcosm of the bigger picture in terms yeah. of the way people are thinking. All right, so the Vancouver Canucks, as hot as a pistol over the last two weeks, since Bruce Boudreaux has come into this organization, they have done nothing but win. We have gone from Travis Green to Bruce, there it is. What would this mean to the Vancouver Canucks, who are riding high right now, to all of a sudden have all of this stop right in its tracks? I just posted the article today, right before all this started coming out also. Some of the milestones that this team could potentially meet uh, by you know, winning another hockey game against the Toronto Maple Leafs should they manage to pull that off. Um, they would jump two teams if the LA Kings, San Jose doesn't play again, not because of COVID, they just don't play again Friday or Saturday. So if the Kings were to lose on Saturday, yes, they have games in hand on the Canucks, but the Canucks psychologically, and also just to look at the standings, they would hop over those two teams into fifth place, which is crazy. They would also be back to 500 on the season, which is nuts. Uh, they'd be an even 500. They haven't been at 500 since October 26th. Um, and of course, it would mean a seven-game winning streak for Bruce Boudreaux, which would be top five all time. For a, for a guy starting his tenure with a hockey club in the NHL. So there's a lot at stake. There's a lot of cool things that could come out of this hockey game if they win. Well, first, if they play it. And secondly, uh, should the Canucks win it? Yeah, it would be kind of a buzz kill uh, to a degree. It would be a momentum kill. Maybe, maybe a little bit. I mean, and think about it. The Leafs canceled practice uh, Friday at UBC. Uh, they did practice Thursday. They've been here since Wednesday morning. So they're they're pretty relaxed and comfortable, regardless if they play the game, regardless of how many guys play it, they're going to be well rested. So, I mean, this is, this should be a very entertaining and festive hockey game if, if it goes on, which right now it is. So the Maple Leafs announced that Alex Kerfoot and John Tavares are in COVID protocol. Uh, you mentioned something a couple of minutes ago that they have been in Vancouver for the past couple of days. Would it be out of the realm of possibility to suggest that maybe those players and a few others, knock on wood, Got it while they were here in Vancouver? Ooh, well, if only I could answer that question, buddy. Right. Buying you and I lottery tickets for this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's possible. It seems like everybody that came through here, you know, bought, Patrice Bergeron was here. And I, uh, I'm like interviewing him, shaking hands with him last week. I don't know at what point in the timetable that was. Marchand, a couple other guys from the Bruins. Carolina gets wiped out. A couple guys get stuck here in Vancouver. Yeah, it seems like this is like the magic spot. They haven't been anywhere near any Canucks. They haven't been at the Rogers Arena that I'm aware of. Maybe their equipment was at some point. They've been up practicing at UBC. Who knows? Who knows? They could have got it in Edmonton. They could have, you know, I, I have no idea. There's no way of really knowing that. Well, we'll see what happens. But, you know, I really wanted to see this game. In addition to the fact that it's Toronto, and that is always a great game at Rogers Arena. You got to remember, a couple of weeks ago, Toronto had won 10 of 11. So for Vancouver Canuck fans and the players themselves who think that they have turned the corner, this would have been a great measuring stick because a lot of people will say, okay, this is the glass half-empty crowd, by the way. They'll say, well, a couple of these wins in this six-game streak have been against Montreal and Ottawa and yada, yada, yada. But Toronto is a pretty good gauge as to whether or not you're ready to compete against some of the upper teams in the NHL. So that said, 
tough that this game might not go, but it will be double salt in the wound if this game gets canceled because some players from Toronto all of a sudden got COVID. Got to remember, Vancouver played with a couple of guys on the shelf themselves the other night, but if Toronto's mighty players all of a sudden come down with COVID and this game gets banged, it is going to be salt in the wound for this Vancouver fan base. Believe it. First of all, I mentioned the comment about Bergeron and others. I have been tested negative since, so don't, I don't want to get people freaked out there. The creds are, well, part of it's the creds that they're carrying right now that you just kind of referred to with their winning streak. 42 points tied for the tops in the National Hockey League, tied for first place in the Atlantic Division, tied for most wins, 20 with Carolina Hurricanes, tied with Tampa, by the way, with the 42 points. I mean, eventually they'll play the hockey game, but yeah, the timing would have been wicked cool. If you're wondering, yeah, would it suck if they postpone the game because Leafs, yeah, you're, I know what you mean, bad image or interpretation of, oh, sure, Leafs get to postpone. We didn't have to postpone when we had, can't go there yet. Now, it depends if and when we find out how many Toronto Maple Leafs are potentially out. Now, if it's just Tavares and Kerfoot, they're still going to play the hockey game. And that's fine. Then, then Canucks fans don't have anything to complain about. If, if four more guys, well, I don't know. I don't know when I put a number on it. So, Rob, let's talk about it from a scheduling perspective because we had talked about the All-Star break and the opportunity with the Olympic Games to kind of be able to get these players healthy. But it would also make a lot of sense for this NHL to make a decision as to how, if they do have to make alterations to this schedule to get it done early. Rescheduling can be done but you don't want to lose games because then you lose revenue. I mean, that's easy to understand, but I've got to think they're wanting to make that decision really soon. So if a few more teams go into protocol, you look at this break and you say to yourself, okay, we need to make a decision on how we're going to adjust this season now so that we don't essentially come game 55, game 60, start to look at the calendar and realize that we're going to lose games or push the Stanley Cup into July, August. It's 23 days between games for the Vancouver Canucks, for one example. So, I mean, could you use that time um, to make up postponed games and get the schedule rejiggered? Um, and and it's, that's not, that would be naive most seasons, non-COVID seasons, because buildings are in use for other reasons. Like they, they schedule things in a year in advance, concerts, everything else. Like I just saw a Roger Waters concert coming to Rogers Arena next September 22nd. So that's how far out they do these things. So oftentimes that building would be occupied and you'd be screwed. But in this case, because of COVID affecting all that other stuff as well, you might have avail. you could mess with the schedule in a lot of these buildings and try to get some games made up. That of course would roll right off the back end of the NHL not going to the Olympics, which would be step one. It'd be like step 1A and step 1B, uh, but it could serve as a solution. There's no question about it. And by the way, for those of you not old enough to know, Roger Waters is a member of the band Pink Floyd. Pink Floyd, yes. One of the original (laughs) guys. Big feud with David Gilmore. Like, you know, they're not, they don't talk anymore and... Well, Rob, there was so much going on today. I am so glad that you were able to come on with me. I mean, from Paul Maurice to the NHL, Vancouver Canucks in particular, um, a lot of stuff going on. So thank you for being available. Anybody listening, please go to VancouverHockeyNow.com. 
Rob does sensational work, and it's a little bit different from the norm. I know what a lot of the guys in this city write about. Rob has fresh perspective, fresh vantage point, and uh, again, I'm thrilled that he comes on Sports Bar Radio on the regular to do these kind of segments. Rob, have yourself a great weekend. I'm not sure if you're going to be covering the Canucks and the Leafs, but regardless of whether you're at the Raj or just taking a couple of days for yourself, please do so and let us do this again. Yeah, absolutely. I look forward to talking to you on Monday. Even if they don't play Saturday, we'll uh, get bouncing around the National Hockey You're listening to Sports Bar Radio with Rob Fay, brought to you by Equity Guru. Equity Guru, investment information for millennials and madmen.